Hello, on this Monday morning after a long weekend, how is everyone? How have you pulled up? Really good. Yeah. A bit tired, but great. Yeah, I'm cooked. I think I need... <laughs> I feel like the tomatoes in the sauce bottle, but yeah. nah, it's a good weekend, great weekend. And a uh, great couple of days at Wakery Roo, thanks for the hospitality. Yes, uh, Thank good. you, sir. We are the best time. Pretty good weather and everything, and uh, yeah, just back in Adelaide, ready to get the kids ready for school. Yeah, back to school today. Ooh. Mm, hell, there's going to be some happy me. parents and some busy parents <laughs> out there this morning. Yeah. Uh, so, but take it easy on the roads, obviously. We know all about that, but uh, there will be a few kiddies. That uh, walking and riding and uh, getting dropped off by their parents, so keep an eye out. All right, the sauce is all ready to go, so we'll it's relive the uh, It's in my car, actually. <laughs> is it in your yeah, car? Yeah, I had to bring it in this morning, so we, me and um, Jared brought it over the weekend. Ah, right. And I felt a lot of pressure driving Ooh, yeah, oh. on the highway. That cargo. Precious yeah. cargo. Yes. All right, we've got is. the quickie back, the uh, quickie with dits. We might have a quickie with Loz today. Yep. Uh, just after seven, back to 100 bucks at Jackspots every day. Yeah, it went off the other day. It didn't go yep. off. Yep. It did go off on Thursday. Yep. yep. Uh, so back to 100 bucks today. We've got what we learn. I think she has a dip, ma. Looks like uh, she's uh, rang she calling in. Jazz. Not calling in. She's mm. rang Jazz and it said, I need her. to get on. I've heard some very good information oh, regarding okay. the Crows board. <laughs> Oh, what? Yes. How on earth? She had some good information. <laughs> she mixes with uh, influential people. Well, like goodness me. Get all the news you need. 104.7 Triple M. Hello, Adelaide. No one knows Adelaide like these guys. Triple M Breakfast with Rue Dits and Lies. Overnight news. Well, the Commonwealth Bank do a financial report of the nation and they're saying at the moment that SA is on top. It's the best. <laughs> Uh, and I think that is maybe the first time that's ever happened in the 15 years that they've been doing it now. Mm. Not sure exactly how they uh, um, come up with that uh, number, but I think it's based on what we usually do, which is probably not that great. And we've had some population unemployment, and building and, uh, and unemployment, all those yep. sort of things. But um, they said one negative is that we also have the highest inflation in South Australia compared to oh, really? other mm. states at 5.9. But mm. anyway, good to see SA is actually uh, heading in the right Queensland's direction. Queensland's bottom of the main states. Is which it? I'm surprised at, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Northern mm. Territory is actually bottom, but of the uh, sort of bigger main states, yeah, Queensland. Mm, okay. Mm. So uh, we've done well. Keep going, SA. Um, the mics are always on. That's what they tell us. Yeah, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, you should just always just presume, even when they're off. Yep. That you're being recorded mm-hmm. at all times. Yes. And uh, Basil Zemplis has learned that the hard way. He's had a bit of a gaff over the weekend. Tennis is on tonight, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the big off. It's a reserves game. <laughs> I say that having been there, obviously. You've got to hear the full bit. I, re- I think you're being. So he's getting here. ready to do a press conference because he's standing as a Liberal candidate now. He's going yes. into politics. Yep. And all of the cameras were, were rolling, and he was getting ready to start his press conference. And then that's when that conversation yes. started. Now so what, what do you think we're missing? That was the cut down version. I just watched the full version. He yeah. was talking to a reporter yeah. about reading the news. Yeah, but specifically the female tennis. That's what he was talking about. Against the news. But when, okay. I've listened to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what I, my perspective is that he was making a joke about the fact that he was talking about the female tennis meant it was a reserves game because. Well, if you listen to his reply, it's not that now, whether you believe him or not, that's the question. Yeah. I think I've, I've heard men say that. Enough times that I know the, I know oh, the joke. I'm backing I know... in Basil. I reckon he's a good fella. 
I'm not saying he's not a good fella. I just think that, you know, I think he said, I think that's what he said. Oh, yeah. well, that's, everyone's got a decision on it. He's come out strong with it, but uh, we'll wait and see. Well, if, where does he live? Perth. Perth. He's the mayor of Perth. So it's not he our. He's the mayor. Not, <laughs> it's not in my mayo, bloody. I'm not voting for him over here. Nah, 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 nah. Someone else's problem. Um, Drew Barrymore. Actually, you know what? This is a bit of a celebrity news, this bloody overnight news. Let's start with Jessica Biel because she. Do you Who's know Jessica, Jessica Biel? Tell us She's an Jessica actress. Um, she was in Seventh Heaven back in the day. She was in a show called The Sinner recently. She's married to Justin Timberlake. She's a beautiful, she famous. married to Justin, Justin Timberlake? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. all right. Anyway, she's come out with something that's actually horrified me. I love to eat and drink in the shower. Shower appropriate items like cereal or yogurt, coffee, tea, popsicles. I know, melt factor, but safe, you know, down the drain, anything drops, you're good. She likes to eat in the what? shower. Yeah, the sandwich is soggy. Ew, the only thing acceptable in the shower is a shower beer, yeah. which I think yeah, we've all done yeah, before a wedding or, before. you know, yeah, or coming over happen. a wedding that's or, it. you know. In the change rooms. Yeah. I don't know how you eat. I don't know no. how it's, it sounds like a bloody nightmare to me. Not necessary. Not necessary. And another bit of celebrity information, Drew Barrymore, who is one, is one of my favorite people. She's just like a Labrador. She's the most delightful, <laughs> lovely, you know, friendly women. And she's got a talk show now. So you find out more about her. She says that she's on one of those dating apps and she said, I got catfish. She's on a dating app. What do you mean? She's on dating apps. She talks like she has to be. Well, it's hard to find people, I think, when you're super famous because you either get people who just want to want you for your fame or your money or they're intimidated. Do you know, another famous person. Any different on but the then she app. has gone out with other famous people and they're kind of cuckoo, you know, like okay. they've all got issues. Anyway, she said she got <laughs> she got catfished by a guy. Who What's said, catfish? It's when people pretend to be someone else online, but they're not they actually. They string you them. along for yeah. a long time. This guy said he was the um, quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, no. And she was excited because she said, I've been to a few of their practice games and sort of, and then he started to panic because mm. she knew more than he thought she was going to know yeah. and then ghosted her. Okay. But um, yeah, so even Drew Barrymore's not exempt from this. Mm-hmm. It's happening all over the place, guys. It's, yeah. a, pan- it's a pandemic. Triple J. On Triple M, it's time for Special Cuddles Position or Triple J Hottest 100 Band Name. Hottest 100. So every year, Triple J do a countdown for the Hottest 100, and it's all songs and bands that were played throughout the year that only people who listen to Triple J know. And it's one of those things where you know you're getting old when you go to a Triple J Hottest 100 party and you don't know... Like one single song, unless there's been a remix <laughs> of like a song. What age is Triple J aimed at? Specifically, the youth market. So yeah, it's like sixteen year old to yeah, maybe 30? early yeah, yeah, thirties probably pushing the cut it. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah pushing you know. it. Right. And there's a tradition where you get there and you go, "Oh, this music sucks, and I don't know anything." And it's just like, well. You're old. <laughs> so that's, that's me at those parties now. So I, I hate to think what you guys would be like. Yeah. I mean, it would just be like listening yeah. to sounds, really, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, noise. <clears throat> so I wanted to do a little game with you. Mm. Right. I wanted to see if you were able to tell the difference between a band name mm. or a special cuddles position. All right. A band name, okay. Yeah. So these are all bands that made it into the, the Hottest 100. Okay. Or it's something that I had to Google this morning mm. and ruin my... Um, Internet search history. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Segment. Okay. A bit shaky anyway. All right. Let's start with, is it a band name or is it a special cuddles position? Alabama Hot Pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I'm going, that's a band name. Yeah, I'm going band. 
What? what? Special cuddles. No. Yeah. Oh. And again, I cannot explain these on him. <laughs> I'll send you the link, Dit. <laughs> it may come with some viruses. Alabama Hot Pocket. Yes. Hasn't my life been boring? Mm-hmm. Gee. Right, eh? The Charleston Chew. The Charleston oh, Chew. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, well, that could be all that bothers you. Yeah. All right, I'll go special cuddle. Mm-hmm. I'll go band. It's a special cuddle. Oh. Have you actually got any bands in this list or not? <laughs> may or may not. Snake hips. Jeez. I'll go band because we're due for a band. Either we? as well. No, I'm going for a cuddle. It's a band. Yeah. What a bad bucket. <laughs> all right. What's that? Snake hips. That's, kind That's of the how kind they of talk on Triple J. So what would Snake Hips relate snake to anything? Hips. Is Snake Hips a real thing or just oh, some no, wacky I guess band? It's like well, the way, way people move sometimes on oh, Snake yeah. Hips. I'm okay. oh, trying to figure out why people name bands, mm. you know. Yep. Um, Cleveland Accordion. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> band. Cleveland yeah, Accordion. Special cuddles. Oh, come on. <laughs> what it's is a not. Cleveland Accordion? <laughs> I can't explain. <laughs> Mexican pancake. Where can you find these special cattle positions? <laughs> on a, on the dark web. <laughs> I know you said to on us your before. Phone. You said to us before the mics are always on, but during the break you're going to explain yeah, these Yeah, I, I will. Right? I will. Mexican pancake. Band. Mexican pancake. No, that's a special cattle. It's a special cattle. Oh, yeah. Very nice about that one. All right. Tizo touchdown. That's a band. That's a band. It is a band. Yeah. What a bad bucket. Oh. Okay, and let's finish on this one. Mm. This one's tricky, I reckon. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> it has to be a band. <laughs> um, uh, King Gizzard, I'm going to go special cuddle. It's a band. Oh, what a band. And they're from like South this. Australia, King Gizzard and the great Lizard Wizard. Band. Yeah, they're oh, a great band. Yeah. I've seen them live. They're really good. I yeah. don't try and act cool. They're the one band I know from Triple J. What's that number one song? <laughs> oh, don't ask me Elephant. that, man. <laughs> the Charleston Chew with oh. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> he did some laws. Alabama. <laughs> what a vibe. <laughs> it's a special song. La Trattoria, the official venue of Triple M's Italian Extravaganza. Ah, get sauce on your face. To book a table, head to lantratoria.com.au. Oh, we had a big day up in the Riverland. We had to do the sauce-making day up there this year. Sometimes we do it in Adelaide, sometimes we do it at Wakery, and this is the time of the year when all the tomatoes are ripe, and that's when everyone makes their sauce. And we had 260 kilos of tomatoes. We had heaps of bottles. We had the basil to put in there. We had kids running around everywhere. We had Loz getting her hands dirty. We had Ditz getting his hands yeah. dirty. And Here's some of the highlights from the weekend. Brews 2024 Sauce Day. First day we're making the pasta sauce is to clean last year's bottles. We've got the pasta clean around. Getting a little bit of old pasta sauce all over. The kids love getting involved. We started washing all the tomatoes and when we're done putting all of them, we put in uh, an esky and when they're done, Tomorrow we'll start doing the sauce. Next, they get squashed in a tub. Righto, we're squashing tomatoes under the water if you want to come and have a look. We're meant to squash them under water so they don't go everywhere, but that's not working very good. And then you put them out here, we're going to put them in our tubs, and then we're going to put them in the esky and squash them. Then it was time to fire up the old tomato squashing machine. Get the machine going. Yeah. Righto, let's go. 
Ditz was there to lend a hand. Hey, what are you doing, Ditz? I'm uh, putting four leaves of basil in each bottle with tons of love for our Triple M listeners. Have you washed your hands? Uh, last Wednesday I did. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and so was Lowe's. My only phrase I know in Italian was written on the meat slicer at my deli that I worked at, and it applies to this. It's non appoggiare le mani nel cunodetto di questa zona, which means don't put your hands or any objects in this area or zone. And when I went to Italy, when men were getting a bit handsy, I'd say, don't put your hands in this area, please, in Italian. <laughs> All right, we've done the squashing, we've bottled them, and now we're going to cook them. So we're just going to stack them in there and then fill it up with water, turn the gas on and get into it. How long do you cook them for? To the boil, and then maybe for a good couple of hours after that. Ruse 2024 sauce day. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful it's a long day, big day. We ended up having a big bowl of pasta. With How many bottles meat? did you do in the end? How many what? How bottles. many bottles did we end up with? Bottles, uh, a bit over 100. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, so good, and they got their own roux sauce labels on. Yeah, them new labels. Uh, yeah, we had a beautiful bruschetta cooked by my brother and his wife. It was so fun, great meal. And then had... Loz dished up a pav afterwards as yeah. well. So yeah. we had a three course meal Emily's on the river. Brownies. But... Emily's mum made brownies, but look, it was just such an honour to be there because your family's amazing. It was so cool to be a part of the day and be down at the river. It was. Yeah. It was so much fun. And we're off to La Trappe next week yes. for lunch with our lucky guests who the competition's still going on this week. Yeah, yep. Nonna, Nonna will join us later on this morning. She will. All right, so your chances uh, are still there to join us next week at La Trappe for a great lunch. Yep, and if you want to book a table at La Trattoria, head to latratteria.com. It's Rude, it's and Loss, Triple M. Hey, uh, Rue, you know there's a vacancy on the Port Adelaide board. Yep. In fact, last week we spoke to Bruce Abernathy, and Warren Treadray who are the two candidates. Yep. This is for the uh, members' vote, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> there's someone else we know is throwing their hat into the ring as well. Well, your second cousin of Port's oh. biggest fan, Shazza from Albany's on the line. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, fellas. Yes, I, I am keen. I am keen to get on the Port board. I think there's too many stiffs, lawyers, fat cats on there. All the gear, no idea. Well, I've got ideas and gear. So, are you confident, Shaz, are you? I'm someone, well, I'm someone who's actually been behind prison bars and doesn't just wear them for a photo. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm well, very confident, Ru. Right, as long good. as I can get all my kids and ex-husbands to vote, it'll mm. be a landslide. Yeah, yeah. I reckon this will be the biggest smashing Treaders as cops since the 07 grand final. Yeah, you know, uh, Treaders' <laughs> candidacy has been a, been a little bit controversial. Uh, what do you think of him running? Look, I think Credit and I actually have a lot in common. It's, uh, yeah. We're both uh, famous Port Adelaide legends who have spent a fair bit of time in the courts over the last 12 months. You know, he's suing nine and I'm being sued by nine people for indecent exposure. <laughs> okay, let's say you get on the board. What will be your plans? Oh, I've got plans for you, don't you worry. Uh, benefits for port members for, to start, uh, vaping allowed in the sand, <laughs> drinking allowed on the footy express. Also, I think board members should get full access to the showers post-game. Uh, as, as a board member, it's good to be across everything, especially showers post-game. I'm, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty, fellas, just as long as I can clean them with the Hope that someone's hopefully dropped in the showers. Right. Oh, right. Hey, did you hear the rush out the other day? They were saying Andrew Jarman wants to join the Crows board. Oh, I did hear this. I did. And I would like to say 
that I said it my fully endorse Andrew Jarman going for the Crows board. <laughs> He's got a good history of getting clubs into shape, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm honestly just surprised. He's keen. I would have thought the only board Charles was interested in was a cheese board. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just, just quickly, how much do you get paid for the board gig? Because I need a new car. Well, a car. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Pardon? There's no pay. There's man. no pay. What did you just say? Nothing? Yeah. No pay. Zero. Mm. Love. Dreaders can have it. I'm... <laughs> oh, gee, that was short-lived. <laughs> Hang on. I'm on. I'm old with Centrelink. I've got to go. Right. Count the power. Jeez. <laughs> that candidacy lasted all of about two minutes. Oh, good stuff. Uh, there she is. Shazza Dittmar. Shazza Dittmar. Down the pair. On Triple M Breakfast with Rue Ditz and Loz. Did you learn something? What did we learn? What did we learn? Uh, unfortunately, I learned about uh, getting golden ducks in cricket on the weekend with Travis Head getting two in a test. Now, I just can cannot remember it happening, but it has happened with Australian cricketers uh, only two other times in the history of test cricket in Australia. Uh, there's been 864 test matches played uh, with Australia against opposition, and it's only happened three times. So mm. basically just, Not often. Just yep. under 300 to one. A king pair. Yeah, which yep, getting out first ball in both innings in the same test, which happened to Travis Head over the weekend. It happened to um, Ryan Harris, uh, South Australian, is he? Yeah. Um, it happened to him in 2010, and it happened to Adam Gilchrist back in 2000. Gilly. They're the only three Australian cricketers to ever get out uh, twice for a duck. Uh, All right, this is, we're bringing in the, the craziest stat of the summer, Ethan Meldrum. Travis Head's last three deliveries at the Gabba in Test cricket caught down the leg side, caught down the leg side, caught down the leg side. Mm. Hopefully, it's not four in a row. In three balls. Three balls. <laughs> The very idea that it's three times in a row is crazy enough. But of three consecutive balls, it's extraordinary. Never heard of anything like that, Never. Brian. You want to call it, Brian? Oh, here we go. Come on. Come on, Brian. Do it, Brian. I see Shemar Joseph comes around the wicket. He slips in a gully, but might be looking to get him out down the leg side. Let's see. A ball him. He's bowled. What a delivery! That's the end of him. Uh, <laughs> Crab was as long as the test. <laughs> <laughs> the big uh, I feel like I've seen the whole thing now. Yeah, two, anyway, it's only happened three times in 864 test matches. Wow. I've learnt that it, you've got blue eyes. Yes. Uh, anyone else? Jarrah's got blue eyes. Let's have a look around. All right, you're all related. Oh, get out. No, mm. you all come from the same one person about six to 10,000 years ago. <laughs> really? It was a genetic mutation. Um, everyone had either brown or hazel or green eyes before yeah. that. Yeah. And something happened in our, um, in the breeding and everything, and a, yeah. and a genetic mutation happened, and blue eyes became a thing. And now you have 700 million relatives have that I? have lived right. and died, and some are alive now. I know, but you're all, it's, it was well, a mutation. Everyone who's got blue eyes is somehow comes from connected. the same ancestor. Wow. That one person six to 10,000 years ago. I like it. Yep. All right, last night, family barbecue. I was given a bit of a uh, biology lesson. Mm-hmm. So cats running around at uh, where my son lives. They've got this cat. Um, and my other son's girlfriend, Danny, hit me with <laughs> cats 
have spikes on their penis. Mm. It's like a little thing of barbed wire. What? So when they have special cuddles, yeah, and apparently it can hurt the female cat because it is like a piece of barbed wire going well, in there. That would hurt. No wonder they're all in bad moods all the time. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. So it's a bit... Okay. No wonder they it... leave home and roam the spiky... streets. Yeah. Spiky yeah, All cats. I didn't know that. I thought she was joking. Then we Googled it. All cats have got spikes on their willy. It's like ducks have got a spiral-shaped one. Like a corkscrew. Uh, yeah, well, both, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some strange ones out there. So yeah. Little cactus willies. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Mm. Really? Mm. Would put you out of the mood I've quite quickly, wouldn't it? Before. Yeah. I know I hadn't either. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm. I, what we learnt. There you go. 104.7 Triple M. Stay cool with an Automasters aircon service. Call 1300 Automasters. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Your rumour file's been on the money a few times. Oh, so. yeah. Your Premier says. Every morning at 7.40am, hear what's happening in Adelaide first. Mm. The rumour mill. All right, this one's from the world of cricket. Um, mm-hmm. Now, with the West Indies beating Australia yesterday... First time since 97, Loz, uh, yeah. for the Windies. So historic win. Great win by them. And everyone and the on my Instagram, just uh, all of the Australian cricket supporters I follow, they were all putting up excited. They were excited to almost yeah. lose to and them. I, I think too. a half of people were, yeah. yeah. Good for great. the West Indies, good for cricket. Great yeah. for cricket. Keep Australia on their toes. Now let's go back to the Adelaide Test. As Shamar Joseph burst onto the scene. Debutant. Took five wickets, made 50-odd runs, got Steve Smith out with his first ever ball in wow. Test cricket, right? So burst on the <laughs> scene. Then, man of the match up at the Gabba, took seven for and rock and rolled Australia and uh, helped the Windies win the Test. He was injured with anyway. a bad toe that yeah, he wasn't even right. meant to play with. So he's the absolute star. So we've made many, many phone calls overnight to try and get him to appear on this show this morning. Mm. Now, he's unavailable, and that's understandable. Shock They're horror, celebrating yeah. and, you know, good on him. But we, we put in the request. People close to him have come back to us with the message. And I, this is true. This is in front of us, and you've got it too, Loz mm-hmm. and Rue. It's on our phones. said, so look, he's not available. This is someone close to him. Please keep him in mind. He wants to play for the Adelaide Strikers, and his dream is to play under the coaching of Jason Gillespie. So Shamar Joseph lining up for the Adelaide Strikers. <gasps> well, that's a few West Indies play... Shield cricket for us, haven't we? Joel Over Garner. Years. Joel Garner, my favourite. Yep. Didn't Carl, did Carl Hooper or? Yes. They didn't play shield cricket for didn't us, he? but he played here. Played for Woodville in the local comp. Did Woodville. Greenwich or Haynes play for us? Yes. Uh, played club cricket here. Club cricket? Yeah, for Adelaide, I think. But anyway, he, uh, the young fellow, Shamar Joseph, his dream is to play. And by the way, also went on to say, I love the Adelaide Oval. Fell in love with it. Really? Yeah, but wants to play with Jason Gillespie and the Strikers. So yeah, good. let's hope that they can all make Gee, that happen. that'd be a good guess. Yeah. yeah. So you heard it here Better first. Well, hopefully they've got the checkbook open right now. Oh, start of a brand new week after the long weekend. We all headed up to Wakery and made some pasta sauce, which mm-hmm. was fun, but... It's an important day for a lot of kids and mums and yeah, dads, isn't it? A lot of kids are going back to school today and some go back tomorrow as well. But, um, yeah, most of them back today. Uh, I was asking my kids yesterday, they're looking forward to going back to school and 
Fair to say the boys were not happy. What is no. it with boys v girls? That my youngest one, Tom, he seriously was saying yesterday, why can't we just have another week off? We said, we're not going tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stay at Wakery and we'll and we'll have another we'll just have a week off. Mm. Rocco was not interested. He hadn't even uh, he was last night, I said, clean your bag out, get your shoes ready, get your uniform ready. Mm. He hadn't cleaned his uh, school bag out since the last day of school. Yeah, yeah. that'd be me. I'd be the same. <laughs> I was like that. Yeah. I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay on holidays forever. And every, every actually one year when I pulled my books out from the year before, there was sort of just this gunk on the bottom of all the books from all of the fruit that had gone bad in the bottom. <laughs> Gee whiz. One year there was a mouse living in my school bag, actually. So shoes, yeah. uniforms, books. What yeah. class am I in? Who's my teacher? It was a long day yesterday. But oh. the girls Again are today. different, are they? You're girls are different. They're R- Rosie going to a new school. She's... Fully organised, ready to go, and, and annoying Sarah just for minor detail stuff, and mm. so organised herself. But boys v girls, it's incredible yeah. the difference. Well, what were yeah. you like? I was probably in the boy category. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mind school. I didn't probably hate it, but you, you didn't have any choice. If you stayed home, you worked harder anyway. So I think <laughs> school was easier than staying home yeah. back then. Ah, well, good luck everyone this yeah. morning. Yeah, drive carefully around the school zones. Yep. Joseph into him now. Oh, he's knocked him over! He's knocked him over! It's all over! Shabbat Joseph gets his seventh wicket! Incredible result at the Gabba. Everyone excited for the West Indies. Shamar Joseph, the new superstar of world cricket. There's so much to talk about. Part of the Triple M commentary team is Cal Ferguson. Ferg, good morning. What a test match. Jeez, I'll tell you what, guys. I don't think anyone was as excited as Gus Wallen there. How... how... <laughs> Well, um, that was a serious test match we just witnessed. It was um, from ball one. It seemed like you know both sides were going to get wrestled pretty quickly. I think the Windies were about five for sixty-four on day one. We backed it up with five for fifty-four in our innings, and um, it was all go. But geez, just to see some of the storylines coming out of this test match, you know, the Aussies had a real opportunity here to to wrap up a series with the bat, got into a good position on the last day, and. You know, just really bottled it late in the day. And, um, you know, there's a young West Indian fast bowler that we'll be uh, hearing a lot more from over the years to come. And then Steve Smith carrying his bat um, two test matches into his into his opening career. Uh, there's so much to talk about. We've been scratchy the, the whole two series, really. I mean, uh, if you think Travis Head held, you know, made 100, got us through in Adelaide. Uh, Cummins had to make runs in the first innings. We've really been batting very poorly in the two tests. Yeah, we've had a real tough run of it. Um, Rui is spot on. We, uh, we've not really been able to find a, any rhythm whatsoever. Um, Cam Green's obviously come in to bat at four. He, he finally started to look a bit more comfortable at the crease yesterday, but then, you know, another average dismissal. You'd say Mitch Marsh has struggled this, this summer as well. Steve Smith, probably up until yesterday, um, hadn't been able to find his feet at the top of the order, but, um, you know, it's the first test match we've lost since Davey Warner. Walked out of the test side, so I don't know what that means yet. But um, it's it's been a tough summer for the for the batters so far, and you'd have to say that the bowlers were really the ones yeah. that were leading the charge for us. For a couple of strange decisions that need some explanation, we declared nine down. We were trailing by twenty two runs. Yeah, I mentioned it in the call late in the day. It, it just it, it popped into my mind that we'd actually declared. Um, Perhaps there was a few runs to be had there. Look, pink ball tests, you, you do quite often see some decisions made that you wouldn't see with a red ball, and that's sometimes around conditions, the, the change of um, light. Um, so going into the evening sessions, we've seen the ball do more. So, 
you know, you quite often see some decisions that um, you wouldn't normally see, but you'd be looking back at that one and going, could we have found a few extra runs there? Tell us more about Shamal Joseph. What have you heard behind the scenes off air about him? Just a delightful character. We we did an interview or a couple of interviews with him over the first uh, over these two test matches, and just a guy that's full of life. You you hear the stories about where he's from and. I spoke to Beefy both of them earlier in the summer and he was saying he'd played at his um, hometown, but he had to chop her in. He couldn't, otherwise it was about a two-hour boat to get, a two-day boat to get there. Um, it's it just really ice. I think they only just received um, phone signal in 2017. Like just, wow. <laughs> just an extraordinary story, this young lad. And, and he just, uh, he's provided the, the sort of excitement and that, traditional Caribbean style of, you know, doing backflips when they're taking wickets and yeah. charging off into the stands to hug hug the crowd after they take a wicket. <laughs> Just phenomenal stuff. Well, his energy seemed to pick up. It's almost like he seemed to bowl quicker as the series went on. It's a really good point, actually, Loz. He, he found another gear in that last test match, particularly on the last day. It looked like he, he'd blown his toe out. <laughs> You've obviously been taking a bit of the cricket in there. So. <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's, but it's, it's funny, he had a busted toe the night before he had to actually retire hurt after Mitch Stark got him on the toe and then it seemed to be that he found another five six k's an hour um at the bowling crease through that last day he was the bowling. toe was holding him back he just had to get rid of that well, then yeah, perhaps, perhaps he needs to just lop the thing off and he'll, and he'll keep finding extra <laughs> k's but um he, he bowled a ball at 149 yesterday afternoon he bowled 11 or 12 overs on the bounce and took seven wickets in that spell it was just extraordinary stuff and and a herculean performance that we haven't seen on these short shores by a tourist let alone a touring side for, for you know nine on 20 years particularly for the west indies using a word herculean on this mm. breakfast show yeah, easy that's herculean have to put the translator in after <laughs> all i can say is ferg clearly picked up a lot from the three balls of cricket i called with him yes um <laughs> a lot stuff. a lot has rubbed off hasn't it ferg well, well, that's right, Dits. I mean, you came in, you were polished, you were ready to go from ball one. You had all these stats you were ready to rattle off. And yep. You didn't get a chance to use one of them. So nah. I thought it was a fantastic performance. That's the professionalism <laughs> you bring to the table when you know that you just got to you got to come in and hit it where it Deliver. hurts from ball Deliver. one. And you just, you unfortunately, didn't get a chance nah. to really bring your gold, did you? Nah, there's so much left in the kit bag. <laughs> Ferg, thanks for joining us, mate. We know you got to get a flight. It was a great test match. And to all you boys on Triple M, great job. Well done. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. There he is, Callum Ferguson. We're putting our ear to the ground, pounding the pavement, and finding out the real issues around Adelaide. Please welcome to Triple M Breakfast, the voice of the suburbs. Uh, Big news, breaking news. Uh, Over the summer, we've been on a recruiting mission. We Mm. have a brand new voice of the suburbs. We can welcome her now. Good morning, voice. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Thank you for having me. How are you, voice? Feeling good, feeling All right. ready. <laughs> All right. Big uh, shoes to fill, just yes, saying. that's right. I know, I know. It was my favourite se- segment last year, so oh, yeah, big, okay. f- big so you, shoes. So you're a Triple M listener? I am, love it every day. Good. Okay. You're our core audience. Oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. what is happening out in the suburbs this week? <laughs> well, the topic this week is do we have too much of a say when it comes to our kids' school? I've started my school mum journey today. My firstborn starts reception today, this morning. So it's a big week for us in our household. Mm-hmm. Prepping, doing all of the stuff that you need to do, downloading the apps, packing the lunch boxes, did lining to, shirt. Did you have to buy uniforms and things? Yeah, and they're not cheap either. Yeah. What, do you mean, what do you mean apps? What apps do you have to download? Well, there's two different apps that you get daily updates from the school about you know, what drawings your kid did, oh. what's coming up, if there's like a shared oh, lunch next really? week. Yeah, so you have oh. to download that too. I know. Okay. No. It, 
It's full on. And then I'm trying to figure out how I do work, school pickup, school drop off. The juggle is real, right. homework. But All anyway, right. we'll okay. see how it I goes. I think my ovaries just dried up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. I can't have apps updating. All right, stuff. Now, what's, uh, Time's that by six uh, voice, yeah. and then you know what my wife's like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Praise to Sarah and the Rusciutos. I don't know. All how right. to do now, it. what's this big uh, yeah, political what's issue? What's happening? Well, Well, over the summer period, the topic that dominated the chats in the suburbs was fellow parents of all age school kids talking about who's in whose class, the politics of that, and what teacher they've been allocated for 2024 and the drama that ensues. Parents are pissed off if Gary is in class (laughs) with his best mate, Sally. What? Yep, and they're not sure if they like the teacher. They don't think their teaching style is correct for their son. And the worst part is they're calling the school in protest. No. Yeah, so... Too strict, not strict enough. So parents are having a say if their kids aren't in with certain other kids. Exactly. They're upset if their friends aren't in their class. And do Um, they get it changed? Well, see, I'm not sure. This is all very new to me. I wouldn't dare question the school. I think some schools accommodate it. If they can, they try and have a couple of friends in the class. But as you know, Dits, parents are not afraid to have their say Mm. uh, in the modern era. I'm going to be real honest. I don't think my parents knew a single one of my classmates who Mm. was in my class with me, my whole, from primary school all the way up. I'm going to get a text from my mum. I knew everyone. (laughs) But I, I think that, is this a new thing? Do you remember this from when you were a kid? No, I don't at all. I went to kid in the uh, school in the nineties, and I do not remember mum or dad ever getting in a tease mm. about who I was paired with. They wouldn't dare. But I don't know. I don't remember. It's a very new thing to me. And look, I'm embarking on this new journey as a school mum. I may morph into a nightmare soon. Who knows? I may be. <laughs> but at the moment, I'm just hands off. You know what's best. I'm mm-hmm. here if you need and look after my son. Well, yeah. you're spot on with your topic. Make sure you got your name tags on all the clothes, uh, voice, because uh, otherwise you'll be looking in the lost property box before you know it, okay? <laughs> yeah. Pray for me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. All right. There she is, the brand new voice of the suburb. Now, it's been a long time since Princess Di passed away in 1997, but she's still in the news all the time. She's got this sort of grip on people. People are fascinated by her and the people who are around her in her life still get interviews and talk to the press. And Paul Burrell was her um, butler and they were quite close and, and he sort of you know, it's been very vocal about the um, the paparazzi sort of hounding her and he didn't like the crown show. He didn't think that that was fair. But he's come out and said that he speaks to her with a psychic, a medium. Oh, I beg your pardon? Yeah. Like mm, he, kidding. No, he does. He goes and talks to her. Okay. And she says things to him and communicates with him that way. And I saw it was interesting because you actually met Diana mm. many years ago yeah. in an airport mm-hmm. and had a... Nice time with her there. Yeah, it was in the eighties before she was married. Yeah, before, oh, yeah, you, yes, yeah. thank you. But it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> a, an affair. Scandal with, wasn't. Yeah, you know. cutting Prince Charles' lunch no, or anything like no, that. No no, 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 it was before then. But you did meet it, which I just think mm. is one of the craziest stories in the history of. <laughs> <laughs> might have had a, a, a cuddle and a, mm-hmm. a quick move on. <laughs> anyway, oh. oh, move on. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Well, it turns out that he recorded this message from Di in one of the medium sessions. And she had a special message. Hello, Paul. It's me, Diana, from beyond the grave. I do miss you, Paul. I miss your cups of tea. I miss that little French maid's outfit you used to wear. And the chats we had. Do you remember that time I spoke of that lovely young ginger I met in the airport in the early 80s? If you could please pass on a message to Chris Dittmar. I never stopped dreaming of you, Dits, and our rendezvous. Mainly because the cold soul you gave me never cleared up. 
But also because after I met you, I started to follow Squash. And I then found my one true love, Jahangir Khan. How thrilling it was to watch him thrash you on the court, just as I thrashed you in the smoking lounge of Gatwick Airport. Anyway, goodbye for now. Don't call me up again. Going on a yacht in heaven. And if Harry asks, Dits isn't his father. Oh, there you go. That's very touching. Is that a bit of closure oh, for you, Dits? Very, very much so. I'm emotional now. <laughs> oh, we better finish the show on that note, I think. Have a great day, everyone. We'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs>